1: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Ben King to talk about this incredible comeback in the fourth quarter from Auburn against Texas A&M. Ben, how does it feel to get another win and now be officially bowl eligible?
0: Oh man. I uh you took the words right out of my mouth. It's crazy to me that at this point in the season we'd be so stoked about bowl eligibility. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that's kind sad, of the season but... we've had. <laughs> yeah. Uh it what what a comeback. Like I uh watching kind of the second half in the third quarter and I was just shaking my head like come on guys why are we trying to still run the ball what are we doing do we even know what kind of team we have I did not expect us to come back and I was so excited and and a little bit upset but we'll get to that in a second uh when we did have that comeback and it was it was wild uh yeah. one thing yeah. to note is we are the closest to the rankings we've been since we were number eight in the nation.
1: <laughs> so true. Uh,
0: in the top twenty-five, we are now currently number twenty-seven. So, uh, once we beat Georgia this week, then we'll be back in the top twenty-five.
1: Yeah. Hey, and maybe I mean we're recording this before the college football playoff committee gives their official rankings. Maybe That's very true. By Tuesday when this comes out, uh, could we could be in the rankings? Who knows? Uh, yeah. I mean that w- that win. Being in the stadium, uh, you you just hear people that are obviously. I mean, we're we're frustrated when we only had 149 yards until the last two scoring drives.
0: 19 yards of rushing the entire game. Yeah, that's the worst since 2001.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, that that just in and of itself. And I understand we we have an injured running back named Booby Whitlow, but. Can we not figure something else out with our run game? Chandler Cox. I guess. <laughs> I mean, give him the ball. But, I mean, we kind of – Miller is kind of that guy for us a lot of times. He is, yeah. And, I mean, he didn't do a whole bunch either. They only had a couple yards total all the whole game. I mean, besides his one reception, which that was a great catch, but it's not a run. <laughs> um, Yeah, that part in and of itself, the run game – that, that got us all frustrated, um, and we're just thinking, why aren't we doing more uh, intricate stuff with our pass game? I mean, we've come this far. Our wide receivers are talented. Jarrett's a very accurate passer, as we've seen, especially the two touchdowns uh, to Seth Williams. I mean, just give him tons of praise for those because, I mean, there's – Few quarterbacks in college football that can make those, yeah, uh, especially in pressure time. Well, you know, from
0: the first series of the game, and you know the first series is like the pre-scripted stuff. Yeah, we started with two reversals and a bubble screen.
1: Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, okay. So my thinking was, and it uh, Georgia must have had a sniffed out real quick when we did. Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M? I'm sorry, Texas. A&M. We're getting ahead of it. Georgia will not <laughs> no. be sniffing. Uh, yeah, we're gonna kick Maybe their I'm dog having... nose. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll we'll get on to them later on. But Texas A&M, they sniffed it out real quick. Uh, and, and you saw like we didn't really go back to it a whole bunch after that. Um, they they just knew what was coming. And both of those, Anthony Schwartz. I mean, he's a speedy guy, and they they just blew up those plays real quick. I mean, that was. I think a loss of eleven yards between the two two rushes that he has oh, had yeah. at the very beginning of the game, it was uh, bad. You can't you can't really recover that much from that. <laughs> um, and that that part in and of itself, I was like, okay, you normally like first drives pretty good. Um, we're we're gonna be in for a pretty long game. I understand six minutes, but like this could be a long game. Um, and then just knowing how good Texas A&M's rush defense and they're pretty freaking good. But I mean, our rush attack was just as, just the opposite. Yeah. Completely
0: terrible. (laughs) We have to open it up and we didn't do anything to open it up. We just telegraphed every time we were going to run it Mm -hmm. or we do bubble screens. Yeah. We run more bubble screens than anyone else. I think we're in like, I think we're top three in the nation of bubble screens.
1: (laughs) Who wouldn't shock me? Um, I want to say it's like
0: 30% of our play calls. Ridiculous. Okay.
1: Okay. What did you think of this team and all the adversity they went through? I mean, how do you like at that point, I understand they're young guys. They can muster up the energy and desire to go win this game. But like you're thinking, man, and we have 149 yards of total offense and it's midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah. And now we got to, now we're down 10 points. like, how do you think this team overcame the adversity of all of that and just said, we're going to just play, something's going to happen?
0: Honestly, it's it's the defense putting the team on their back. And uh, Iggy came up with the interception. Yeah. And then we finally did something with it. You know, earlier in the game, the the reason we scored in the first quarter was because of defense.
1: Yep. Well, both turnovers ended up being touchdowns.
0: Yeah. 14 points off a touchdown or off I mean, of that, turnovers.
1: That I think is proving that our defense just gives that spark to our offense. Like when we when they do something, offense like, "Oh, all right, let's go do this thing. We get we got to show up." Um and you're like, "Why can't you show up a little bit more than know, just right? a few drives during Why a can't game?" can just pull your weight beforehand. Yeah. Well, it's
0: because we're calling really stupid plays. We don't have the team to be running Almost every down. It is. Mm. We've been saying this all year long, and apparently the coaching staff doesn't believe that our personnel is who they are. They're trying to fit the square peg into the round hole instead of just calling a square peg a square peg and putting it where the square hole is. I mean, that would be nice. Open up the pass.
1: That would be real nice.
0: Because we should run two minute drill every single every single uh, drive. Why not? Let Jarrett be Jarrett.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's where Jarrett, you saw him, he felt really comfortable right there. And it's not because we were running the ball. It was because he was able to pass the ball. He had the wide receivers that were just running incredible routes. And, I mean, Jarrett put it right on him. Um, And then there were just times, like, Jarrett being a very smart quarterback. I mean, think about the Ryan Davis really long run uh, or pass pass. where he just did a crossing route over the middle. That that was just a... Okay, the blitz came. He's like, all right, the middle of the field is wide open. Yeah, and, and the, Rindo's it is like almost wide every
0: open. play. Those are the type of plays we've been calling for on this podcast
1: <laughs> all season long. Yeah. We get to see a few of them, but like we want to see more. Exactly. And, and Jarrett has the arm to fit it in that small window. Um,
0: well, why do you think that... When we run pass plays, he looks like he's... He literally snaps the ball and turns around and runs. And then turns back sometimes. around to look to pass. But when we run the two-minute drill, he actually is, like, competent. Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know. I mean, it, it, do you think it, it may have to do with the plays? He knows he have to, they have to develop by, like, a certain time. and Yeah. Like, if they don't allow him even two and a half seconds for the play to develop, he's going to get sacked. Something <laughs> bad's going to happen. So he like turns around and runs? Maybe. It's the
0: weirdest thing. I mean, like-
1: there, was, there was a couple times where, I mean, there were design plays, but he rolled out and just to, I'm sure, get away from the, the pressure. Mm-hmm. But that's not a Jarrett Stidham. Like he He's not that kind of player. Um, he's not going to do that if he goes to the next level and plays he's not going to be that rollout quarterback uh michael vick style he's he's going to be in the pocket uh aaron Rodgers type Uh, he he, that's the type of player I, i see him as and like i really want to see those call those play calls where he can just sit in there feel confident that the offensive line is going to do something um and maybe that's just a big frustration. I mean, it's been our frustration the whole year I mean, we, we identified it early on that our offensive line was not going to be up to snuff this season.
0: <laughs> That's putting it mildly.
1: Yeah. And uh, they sure have not been. Um, I mean, if we had a, 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 at least average offensive line, we would be having a much better run attack and then Jarrett wouldn't be as freaked out as he is right now. Uh, it's a little crazy. Um, okay, so this is a cool stat, and I, I'm glad Stat Tiger he tweeted this one out. Auburn is now three sixty nine and has a tie. So they've won three games and lost sixty nine since 1980 when trailing by ten points. Wow! And like at least in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So like that's that's really big for this team that's just showing the probability of them coming back and winning is very slim. And yet the team did it. And it was really neat to see um, the after the game, there were so many of the players that tweeted out, I just love this team. We can like that. That's the kind of thing, even despite all of the booing that happened after plays, people calling for Gus's head, blaming players, uh, for bad plays. Um, I mean, there's just so much like negativity right now that even the players, there's like, we love this team. Like, we're a brotherhood. We're gonna stay together and we're gonna do this thing. And that that is the type of thing that I'm very excited that they didn't just crumble under all of the pressure of media and fans, uh, because they easily could have. And this could have been another 2012. But they said no, we're we're going to have a and a pretty good season. I mean, it's not going to be a great season, but it's going to be a lot better than what it could have been after crumbling um in the past few few weeks. <laughs> um it, it's just really neat. I'm I'm glad this team is doing this. For real.
0: And uh the crazy thing is like they're on their own because the fan base is so fickle right now and that like shame on us. Not not you and I or Kyle or anyone on the ETC podcast, uh, but as a collective, the Auburn fan base is spoiled. Like, yes, we expected a lot more this season, but we shouldn't be calling for people's heads just because things don't turn out the way that we expected them to be. Yeah. Like, you have to support your team because they're your team, not because they're winning.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, I get frustration, and that that I was very frustrated. I mean, there have been times that I just want to turn off TV and stop supporting my team. But then I'm like, these guys, I, I've, I talk about them multiple times during the week to my coworkers or to people that are in the grocery store, whatever. Like <laughs> they're that's, that's my team. Like, yep. I I mean, I have a friend who's a Browns fan and that poor soul. I know. See and the Browns is he's not still a Browns that's,
0: fan. That's an organization. That's not like your school or anything.
1: Well, yeah, that's true.
0: That's harder to stay like true to.
1: Yeah. But even still, I'm just like, okay, this you need to pull yourself together, understand it's not up to what we we're expecting. It's not what the success that Bama is having right now. It's not the success that UGA is having right now. In the long run, I'm still happy with what we have. And it, just to mention, long run, I mean, Kevin Still just got a huge raise, and yeah, well, the, the I am defense, a happy man. I'm a happy man because of that. Defense is where it's at.
0: I definitely think that there needs to be some form of change at offense, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily the coordinator spot or if it's the the biggest thing. We don't adapt to anything. We have no ability to make adjustments. We do the same type of plays in the same formations every single week, and we expect it to work, and it never does.
1: Yeah, well, and we've discussed this. There's so many analysts nowadays and tendencies that now teams have two years of Chip Lindsey's offense um, on tape. They're going to find out what we're doing and then tell the players, all right, if you see this formation, if you see these players out there, this is probably what's going to happen. And when that happens... It's hard to, to execute and play and make a positive impact on a, on a play. Um, and that's that's the tough part. Like, I want to see some a little bit more creativity. I mean, you saw a little bit with that flea flicker type thing, but you can't be doing that every single game. I mean, you can only pull those out, like, once in a blue moon. Unless
0: you make Ryan Davis the quarterback full time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which then you can go back to 2013 school.
0: offense. You'll be fine.
1: Ryan Davis was the quarterback in uh, high school. Yeah. I mean, He's got an arm. Maybe. <laughs> he, he it threw looked it like a really good than, pass. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay, what What happened to just our, our passing game even? Like, I was expecting to put up some pretty good yards on them. Um, but yet we... Well, we didn't yeah, run know, a lot of passing
0: couldn't... plays until late in the game. We had five three-and-outs? Yeah, I think it was... it was yeah, Or more. Like uh, maybe it was five in the first half. It was something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: The, the offensive production was not there because we were running stupid plays. We're playing one of the best teams against the run, and we're trying to run it on first and second down.
1: Yeah, and, and even us. Like, we're... Trying to identify like what are we gonna do and against AM. We're we're fans. We're we're not coaches. And yet we're kind of already saying, mm, yeah, we're not gonna be able to run against Texas AM. We better pass the ball. Yeah. Um and yet we're still running the ball on first down. Or pass to open up the run. That does work. It does. Um, coaches
0: don't believe it, but it works.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean, really it didn't seem to click. The pass game until the last drive when Jarrett went seven for eight, and at the end of the game in those last two drives, um, and Auburn ended up having 125 yards of passing, and you're just like, okay, well, which yeah. team is going to show up last few minutes? Well,
0: you know, Jarrett was four for four to start the game, mm-hmm. and uh, the the main reason he was four for four is because he wouldn't throw the ball unless the the player was open. Yeah, he had a few. Uh, I guess pass attempts that instead of passing he would run and then just get clobbered
1: yeah so. I mean and he got sacked a few times because of yeah. different scenarios but I mean that's he it just seems like okay with just the team as a whole not just Jarrett Stenham but like why does it seem like we have this bipolar team where we can <laughs> put up points and then have like streaks of nothing I mean basketball seems to be there. It's a very streaky thing. Like teams will go on hot streaks and be making threes like crazy. And then just like go cold. And Auburn's offense seems like that. We're scoring touchdowns. We're doing things. And then nothing. Yeah. Even, even against teams that we shouldn't be doing this, like what's happening. Um, I mean, maybe that comes down to adjustments or something. Um, I don't know. Um okay, let's let's transition a little bit. I mean, this November magic is kind of big like we, we we have the November magic from last season doing some crazy stuff against Bama and being number 1 Bama and number 1 UGA. Uh, do you think that can carry over into this season? I mean, we started out November strong being Texas A&M. Um how much of a chance like heading into the amen corner do we have well
0: (laughs) a couple things to unpack there we had to come from behind 10 points in the last five minutes of the game to beat texas Mm a&m so if we play that type of offense where we get 20 minutes of possession and half the amount of yards as the opponent when we play georgia probably not going to win that game probably not if we come out and we actually you know play football and we make adjustments according to our personnel, and we play to our strengths, we could easily beat Georgia next week. I don't think we're going to have any chance against Alabama, unfortunately. But we could go two for three for the next few games. And I would take that in a heartbeat. Me too. I don't think anyone's going to beat Alabama this season. This is the best team that Nick Saban has ever had. Tua's one of the most amazing quarterbacks since Tim Tebow.
1: Yeah. And his wide receivers support him and make the most absurd catches? I mean, they're like Seth Williams. All of them. He's got like 10 of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's got like 10 Seth Williams um, that are just flying everywhere and able to make incredible plays. You know what the difference is? Is
0: Alabama, as much as I hate them, know how to adapt to their players' strengths. Yeah. They are not the type of offense you would have seen from Alabama last year or five years ago.
1: And it's evident with how much running they do nowadays. It's really rare for them to be more run heavy than pass heavy, and that's because Tua's got a really good arm, and they've got really good wide receivers. So why not keep passing the ball? Yeah, and, and that's,
0: Tua, he's mobile, and their depth at running back is still the best in the nation. Yeah, so I mean, I even their third a deep guy,
1: I was like, I would take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, over somebody that's limping around. I mean, he wasn't limping around. I, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but booby was definitely still hurt. <laughs> well, his and his not playing up to foot his standards
0: was like the size of a of a watermelon. Yeah, So run around on watermelon foot.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> not so going to turn out very well for you. No,
0: and the thing that was sad was we couldn't do anything without him, and so we yeah. put him in even with the the massive apparent injury. Mm -hmm. And do we actually expect him to be able to to do anything from that?
1: I just, I mean, it's kind of like putting carry on in when he was hurt last season. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we, we knew he was hurt. We needed somebody. We (laughs) very, uh, I mean, we just didn't have enough depth there and we're doing the same thing this year. Um, And we're having to put him in there. I mean, to, to at the very beginning of the game, when you hear Cam Martin is our starting running back, you're like, yep. Running back by committee this game. All right, let's do this. Um, was Cam Martin the starting running back? Yeah. If he was announced starting running back, he didn't get a carry. Well, he was announced at least at the beginning of the game. He was good for him. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm starting (laughs) running back. I didn't even get a carry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, let's talk about the wide receivers. We've talked about the running backs and quarterback play. Who out of the wide receivers besides Seth Williams really is stood out to you this game?
0: I mean, Ryan Davis is amazing. He's sure-handed. Uh he had that 47-yard play where Yeah. it was like a first down pass and then he made made magic happen. Yeah. Uh I would say Darius Slayton, but he he drops the ball too much, man. He had like a an easy easy pass that he dropped. Early mm-hmm. on in the game. It was upsetting.
1: Yeah. And when that was, I don't know if that was the one you're talking about, but he, he dropped a deep ball. Yeah. Should have had it. Just yeah. In his right hands. Right through his hands. It wasn't Jarrett's fault this time. No. No. And that's, that's again, okay, so I tweeted this out, and I, I'm fully coming around this idea from the ETC account on Twitter. I'm thinking it's really tough for Stidham to look good this season because of it's not any one player and it's not them every single game, but the supporting cast around him just doesn't seem to be. And maybe that's coming back to coaching that he's not able to do what he's naturally good at, um, which is pass the ball and stay in the pocket. Um, but when he does that, I mean that's when you saw even at the last couple of drives, Slayton had some really good catches out there. Yeah. It's just really weird for somebody like Slayton who be who can be very clutch, make great catches, and yet consistently seem to drop balls. Like again, this hot and cold bipolar offense that Auburn has this season. That's that's the part that I mean, we're squeaking through these games. And if we have any semblance of like a regular offense we don't squeak through a lot of these games we dominate these games and maybe that's part of the frustration coming out as we're seeing so much inconsistency and we're like all right gus you've you've had time to recruit these guys you've had time to develop these guys and yet this inconsistency with playing seems a little weird um like there's there's got to be something else there yeah, well, um, Inconsistency
0: always happens when we're throwing like a deep ball. And, you know, I know this isn't real, but NCAA, on, like the PlayStation, I would always throw little dump balls to get my receivers warmed up before mm-hmm. I'd throw a bomb. Yeah. We don't do that at all. Yeah. we. It's either behind the line or 40 yards down the field. Yeah. And when we do throw the shorter passes, Ryan Davis takes off like a madman.
1: Yeah. It's I mean, just... It's, he's he made people miss like nobody's business. Like he's so funny. Like watching him run yeah. and the defenders try to tackle him. That that is fun. And that's the type <laughs> of players we have. Yeah, we could do that with a handful of our players
0: and move the ball down the field every single drive. But we don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. um And that's that's again the hard part with like where's the issue this season? It's in a lot of people. It's a lot of situations and like there's no quick fix and and you would have thought by this point, they would have identified those made the (laughs) adjustments in practice. Um, And I I, I mean, I still have full confidence that because you see these really good drives putting together the defense. I mean, we haven't even started talking about them, but like they know what they're doing. Um, Yep. And they're just like, we know it's possible. It's just, inconsistency that's just gets you. It gets you every week. You're just like, all right, here we go. We're going to go through our dry spell for a couple of quarters well, and I think then it, put to get something together.
0: It comes down to play calling. Play calling is bad. There's no way around that on the offensive so, side of the
1: ball. are you still calling for Chip's head? Who's calling the plays? Is it Chip? Because um, if so, yes,
0: he's an idiot.
1: I mean, it's kind of seeming like it. Um, I mean, there hasn't been any official word that Gus is calling plays. Um, I just – I don't understand. Uh, the inconsistency
0: is brought on because we are so predictable and we don't make smart decisions in the play calling. Yeah. Like, play calling is bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. It's at times very frustrating because, I mean, as an Auburn team, like – even our first drive like why are we throwing a little screen pass like when you're was like third and 21 or something exactly like be like let's not even try like why don't you give your like get matchups that are favorable to auburn and have our guys throw up a 50 50 ball just have them go 25 yards deep um let them let them have a chance um I'd be better off than that than throwing a little screen dump pass uh, that gets blown up and we don't get any yards out of it yep, completely agree um, let's talk about defense because I mean defense every single week we're praising them they did really good this the game especially with turnovers and turnovers seem to be an issue in the past few weeks of like are we able to cause turnovers can we get them um, and this week, Got a fumble. Uh Daniel Thomas just knocked a full out. And then Jamel Dean picked that ball up. Um then we had the interception from Iggy. These guys were playing physical um the whole game. And that gave the spark to the offense. The I mean, one thing that I did have a gripe about was how many times Texas A&M maybe it's something with scouting, but like they sure executed well was the dump ball. It was kind of like that delay screen kind of thing to the running back. And you're just like, how many times are you going to run this ball or run this play? And it'd be a first down because holy crap, did Texas A&M get a bunch of first downs Uh, in the whole game? uh, Let's see. They had 28 first downs compared to Auburn's 13. Uh, That's a problem when, I mean, our defense should have stopped a lot of these plays. And yet, Texas Am and just kept going. Kept keeping these drives alive. Well, and earlier in the season... There's a little bit of gripe there.
0: Earlier in the season, no one could run against us. And we let Travion Williams run up the middle like five times. Yeah. He had one, one like 40-yard run for a touchdown. Yeah. Which was ridiculous. Yeah. I- I'm not sure what's happened there. Yeah. But... We allowed 201 yards of rushing from Texas A&M and 220 yards of passing. Yeah. So yeah, the defense was the game changer, but it and I've got to say something has to be because of the the 40 minutes that they had to be on the field.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a big part of it for sure.
0: But still, there's something off, and maybe it's just the. Do you think they're getting impacted by the
1: fact that the offense isn't carrying their weight? I mean, you you have to think there's there's something like the team is just they're getting frustrated. They're like I mean, that that could be it because there's certainly points where you look at this defense and you're like they aren't they, they don't look like the same defense that we saw that shut out teams yeah that in the past. Well, I will say this is while the offensive side
0: of the ball can't make adjustments, the defense sure can. Yeah. Because they did – they played lights out in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had to. I mean, if we had any fighting chance against Texas A&M, the defense had to shut them out. I mean, we – let's see. When did – okay, Texas A&M missed that field goal um, at the end of the game. And – in the end, it wouldn't have mattered. But, like, I think it was more because we still would have beaten them. They would have had 27. We would have had 28 at the end of the game. But I think the mojo would have just been done. Like, the team was like, yeah, we're down 13 points. Like, we can't do this thing. And them missing that and defense holding them far enough out from the field goal post for him to miss that, that was huge. Um, and, again, the Aggie play without that play, we're screwed. <laughs> Texas NAM probably goes and continues down driving down the field and scores at least another field goal, a touchdown, something and just eats tons of clock. Yeah. And yet Iggy that boy um oh and then <laughs> Iggy even uh what was he doing? He was about to get in a fight. <laughs> Did you see that? Well, the, so Iggy's always picked on. Yeah. And
0: I, I want to say he was called like pass interference in the game at one point when it hmm. was, there was a couple of pass interference calls, uh, one against Iggy, one against Denson, where, where? it was, that Denson didn't do anything. He didn't touch the guy. Oh yeah. That was the Iggy, worst
1: call of all time. But
0: Iggy was just on. fighting for the ball. Yeah. They were both clean. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I'd be, I'd be angry too if I was him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh,
0: I mean I love the intensity. So go ahead if it don't throw a punch,
1: but if you need to get the the jawing in there go for it. <laughs> yeah. And he very much needed it. Uh another guy on defense that I mean I I think I even called him out last week was as one of my players to watch was Daniel Thomas. Yeah. And boy did that guy have a big game. Uh 12 tackles uh and even a tackle for loss. Um, Oh my gosh. And even had a hit on Mond as he's throwing the ball. And I was like, dude, Mond is going to wake up tomorrow and feel sore. <laughs> um, I was, I was glad that guy just did everything he needed to on defense. Um, because really, I mean, before that, I mean, we've had Deshaun Davis just be our, our leading tackler. I don't think Daniel Thomas has been our leading tackle the whole game or whole season. Um, and this guy stepped up in a really big way. Um, any other guys that you, you wanted to point out on defense and uh, or any plays?
0: Uh, Derek Brown was mm. big. There was a couple times that he was all up in the backfield. Yeah, he was. And uh, then Christian Tutt, I don't know if he necessarily he, – he had that, that incredible sack. Yeah. He didn't make too many other stats, but he also had uh, some special teams play. Mm -hmm. Where he was, he was just leaving out on the field.
1: Yeah, and that uh, even okay. So his, I went went back and watched that play where Christian gets the sack, Mm -hmm. and I was thinking this guy's gonna be doing like a delayed blitz, like kind of fake that he's uh, guarding a wide receiver. No, he's like right up on the line and just beats. I think it's one of their tight ends, and gets straight to the quarterback. Just like what this this guy is doing that okay I like this guy um yeah and then okay the special teams let's transition a little bit to the special teams now special teams did what it needed to and even on that like really interesting play did you see what happened like what Christian Tut did to get back there and catch the the punt uh refresh my memory sir okay so this was really interesting so Christian Tut He's he looks like one of the guys that's guarding one of the gunners that's going down there trying to tackle the guy. Um and yet he like last like right before the ball is about to be snapped, he like zips back out to the right where they're anticipating he's gonna be punting the ball. And kicks it right to Tut. Even one of the defenders just like blew right past him, didn't think Christian Tutt would catch the ball. And that's how Christian Tutt was able to get that 28 yard uh, punt return Um, and could have honestly, like he literally had one more guy to beat and yet just he got his shoestring and then got tripped up um, because he would have been gone. Um, That, that was such an interesting, but fun play because I mean, Ryan Davis was back there like normal, but like people were going after Ryan Davis because it looked like he was about to catch the ball (laughs) yet did not go to him. And I was like, that's wonderful. That's a really cool, interesting design play. And Christian Tut is 5'11,
0: 195. So, <laughs> yeah. For him to be, you know, sacking guys
1: and yeah. going up against a guy plays, that's probably 50, 60, 70 pounds heavier than him. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. You know, an interesting stat being that Christian Tut is a freshman, something that I meant to, to say when we were talking about the offense more than 50% of our touchdowns this year. Have come from
1: freshmen. Wow! Isn't that wild? That's crazy, and that's a okay. Put that in perspective of what were you excited about heading into the season, as far as like what players we had.
0: Yeah, we had a like, lot of returning we had, returning yeah. starters, at least yeah. from the wide receiver core.
1: Yeah, and we're just like, okay, well, but then we Seth Williams this. turns
0: into a superstar. He's a boss. <laughs> He's like one of our best wide receivers. True yeah. freshman.
1: Yeah um what did you make of the and this was really impressive to me so i think we had uh, we had called this out and almost a little bit joking but i was glad we like i just had a feeling we could do this so aaron sipus punts the ball, mvp and then jamel dean runs down catches it midair inside the five it was incredible <laughs> I was like, I knew it was gonna happen. Sooner or later, we're gonna like punt the ball and not just like it stick on the ground and like get a good bounce and like we pin him inside the five. But I was like, dude, Aaron because of his backspin, it stays in the air so long. We're gonna be fine. Like we can catch a ball. He had eight
0: punts Mm -hmm. and averaged forty eight point three yards.
1: Yeah. And and we were playing, like, we were facing one of the best punters. I think Texas A&M's punter was, if he's not the leading punter anymore, I mean, he was. Um, I think he was averaging over 50 yards a punt. Um, and yet, our punter did even better.
0: Yeah. We, <laughs> so I was like, we okay. out punted him in, in average. Yeah. By four yards.
1: Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. Special teams did great. Um, even. We almost had a a blunt, a blocked field goal from uh, Nick Co. I know it wasn't Marlon Davidson, so a little bit bummed that we ended that three game punt or a, a kick streak of him blocking him. Man, but what a streak, though. Mm, yeah. Um. Okay, what did you think of Ryan Davis? I know you've been not so not so great about on him. But uh,
0: like, he should be quarterback. He should never <laughs> touch special teams again.
1: Like, what the heck, bro? Like. <laughs> What the heck? He literally caught the ball at the two, like what? <laughs> he like caught a punt at the two. Yep. Well, you know it's better for
0: him to catch it than to fumble it. At the same time, I guess... clear out, bro. Well, and
1: that one had so much leg. Yeah. I was like, it's going to the oh, end zone. That one, that look at just look at the the momentum of the ball. It's going to the end zone.
0: He had There's a, no way. He had to run back to catch it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he then was fair, running
0: back to catch it. Fair caught
1: it on the two. I'm pretty sure if you look at the trajectory of that ball, it was already going, it was going to land in the end zone. No, you're right. It very well could have. Yeah. So, not so great, but I mean, he's consistent, but consistent not in a great bad. way. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I love Ryan Davis. He's a great wide receiver, he's a pretty decent quarterback. Don't yeah. put him on special teams. There's other I'm people who are going to do we're that.
1: Gonna keep him on special teams. Was that? I have a feeling we're gonna keep them on special teams.
0: <laughs> I I agree. I um I think, I think the coaching staff that. doesn't know how to make adjustments, so why would they make that adjustment either?
1: Maybe, maybe. Uh any other thoughts on, on this game and really the impact of this game, uh heading into Amen Corner?
0: Uh you know, this was a special win because we really should have had this in the bag preseason type deal. Yeah. But because we've had the season we've had and we had to face Jimbo Fisher and we scored. Hey, we got
1: some, re- we got some revenge on him. We so did. I'm, I'm pretty happy.
0: When we scored, we had the go ahead touchdown. I was yelling. I was like, what are you doing? We've been here before. We scored A- against too quick. Jimbo
1: Fisher. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. That's exactly how I was feeling. That's why I was yeah. so, I was so upset about it, but Came out defense played what they had to do. We won the game twice and uh you know, we take the win home.
1: Yeah. and like the okay, from the fans' perspective, I I forgot to mention this. The win itself, like so you you like the game's over, all the fan or like all the players like get on the field, go shake down the yeah, other half team's hands. Had gone back into the locker rooms on either side. Yeah. And even there's an article that came out today. Some of the coachings I have like Kevin Steele and uh, chip Lindsey, because they're in the booth uh, they were already headed down to the field <laughs> um and you're like and they had to rush down to the field b- when they heard the game's not over, <laughs> and you have to coach one more play um and then you have to regroup your guys get them in a in a a play that can defend whatever the heck a and m's gonna throw you um. And that's pretty neat. But anyways, Good. so like the fan perspective, it was weird. And then you hear an announcement, and the officials have put one more second on the clock. Uh, game will resume uh, immediately or something like that. And I was like, "What the heck?" I I just I just went. I was like literally about to leave. I'd already left my seat. It was like walking down, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I ran back to my seat. I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> oh no oh no and i like looked at uh, my wife and i was like we're gonna lose this game are we <laughs> like i was just like this is not good omen right now uh putting a second back on the clock but thankfully a second has still been very good to us and jordan here oh very true and <laughs> good call I'm back thankful for that second because it gave us the opportunity to yet win twice against texas a&m and m so i mean really he kind of like broke the streak and won two games kind of <laughs> uh against Texas a&m sorry double um, suck it jimbo <laughs> yeah well okay so i've i like the a&m fans that were around us they got i mean it was like the cobra every single one of them <laughs> like they were doing the cobra like Wait, what we just got beat twice <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> I'm just like, I was mean, like, the best thing I could do is just like, uh, like pat them on the back. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say to you. Well, right after
0: the, the first whistle blow, Jarrett came over and was like patting Kellen on the back and telling him, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's tough, but you'll get better type deal. And then they had to yeah. go back and watch <laughs> him throw another ball <laughs> or at least attempt to. I know.
1: Well, he didn't get the second one off. Nope. but
0: Good old sack. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Sacked in the game,
1: yeah. Um, very much esque of uh, what we did against Johnny Football. Ah, oh, true. Pretty happy about that. So I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. Agreed. Um. So yeah, and very happy that we came out with that win because uh, this team needed it. Um, they needed to celebrate another SEC win. Uh, people were saying there's lots of influences of this of a 2012 team, but I think this team proved we're not a 2012 team. We're a 2018 team that we can cause some havoc going into Amen corner. Um, we can keep it close. And uh, if we can win even one of those games against UGA or Bama, it will be a season that, yeah, we didn't have the playoffs even in sight after losing our second game. But man, That could be a special thing if we can end up doing that.
0: Yep, it's not for the season anymore. It's for individual games. And this game against Georgia, being as they're a top 10 team, probably top 5 pretty soon, Yeah, we can kick them out of the playoff action. Yeah,
1: we can do it. I mean, that would be their second loss, and then they still have to go play Bama. And get pummeled by Bama. (laughs) Woo! Have fun with that one. I'm sorry, but...
0: Anyone who plays Alabama is going to get the crap out of them. Look at LSU.
1: Yeah. 29 nothing. That was that was in Death Valley at yeah. night.
0: So, ex- except for us, we're going to beat Vama.
1: <laughs> maybe. You, you laugh, and you're like, mm, yeah, I don't know about this season. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll have the uh, Jarrett back. If Jarrett is back, like his two-minute offense Jarrett, heck yeah, bring him on. Let's let's beat Bama. Let's just
0: let's uh, just run that the rest of the season. That'll be it.
1: <laughs> yeah, two minutes of offense, Jarrett. Uh, ben, before we go, do you want to give them your social media if it's so they can't stay in contact with you?
0: Yeah, anywhere on social media, B E N K one N G, and also find me on Twitter during games at C A P T underscore Plainsman.
1: That is Captain Plainsman, where uh, I have a little bit of fun on game day, and you can find me on Twitter as well at A J A Y. J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing,
0: that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?